Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better, because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, today we're going to give you five easy prepper tips. Chris, what would be the first one? Prepper tip number one. Stash a bottle of baby oil in your prepping supplies or in your get-home bag. This is to help prevent frostbite in cold weather. Hypothermia and frostbite can be a very real threat, even in normal times. When you apply baby oil to your face or any exposed skin, it actually creates a barrier against the cold. And that same baby oil, which is basically mineral oil, will also burn quite well. And that will help fend off cold-related maladies as another easy-to-use heating fuel. It'd be good for starting a fire when you've got wet, tender, wet wood, something like that. A little bit of that mineral oil might help that get started. Now, let me ask you a question. If we're gone, like we've made some trips to North Carolina and we're gone three or four days and the power goes off and comes back on while we're gone... How do you know if your freezer has thawed and refrozen? I'm glad you asked me that because that's easy prepper tip number two. Freeze a container of water, like a little cup or a mug, and add a coin to the top layer of that ice. When you open the freezer and see that the coin is either trapped down in some ice or has gone all the way to the bottom, then you know the power was off long enough to at least partially thaw those food items. Good tip. There's an alternate to that as well, and I've heard of people taking a water bottle, half full of water, laying it on its side, freezing it, and then standing it up and putting it in the door of the freezer. So when they look in there, if all the ice is in the bottom, you know that it has thawed out, or at least partially thawed out. You're able to take action since you now know that your freezer has thawed out and refrozen. Yes, don't take a chance with partially thawed food. The old saying is, when in doubt, Throw it out. Hey, listen, I just want to tell you about a couple of books that you need to add to your collection and give as gifts. I highly encourage that you go to Amazon and look up this title, Making Contact During Emergencies. This is information that may save your life or the life of someone you care about. If injured, lost, or found in a disaster or another type of emergency. This book was written by Mark and Krista Lolly. I'm Krista and Mark is my husband. Book number two that we wrote that we're especially proud of and has gotten a lot of buzz is entitled Practical Prepping for Everyday People. This is a common sense guide on preparing for life's emergencies. And when we say practical prepping, we mean the type of emergencies you're going to find yourself in day in and day out. Car emergencies, dead batteries, flat tires, storm damage, the roof has gotten blown off, you find that you have no power, no electricity, no devices are working. These kinds of things are happening to somebody somewhere every single day. And we were astonished when we did a little research to find that a vast majority of people found themselves woefully unprepared for one or more of these types of emergencies. And particularly after this COVID year that we've experienced, I think a whole lot more of us are paying closer attention to things like grocery store supply chains, the ability to be able to buy gas, the ability to be able to move freely about, or what's going to happen if we do have to stay home for three weeks solid. Practical Prepping for Everyday People by Mark and Crystal Lolly, also making contact during emergencies. Go to Amazon, look these up, add these to your collection. We sure appreciate it.
Okay, prepper tip number three. Use gallon-sized Ziploc bags to store extra rolls of toilet paper under your sink, in the garage, in your get-home bag, and in your car. How would we do that, Mark? Well, we do this in our bags. We take a roll of toilet tissue, and we take that center cardboard roll out, and then we mash it as flat as we can. Put that inside a Ziploc bag. Now, that protects it. It keeps anything from tearing it up. And you have fresh toilet tissue when you need it. You can carry it in your get-home bag. You can stash it in the car somewhere. You can put it in the garage. You can put it anywhere you might need to shelter. And I've even known of some folks that hid a couple of rolls from themselves at home so that when they ran out, they would remember where they put it. We don't want to do a COVID situation here and run out of toilet tissue. Okay. Prepper tip number four. Learn how to drive a stick shift vehicle. Now, I find this fascinating. I never thought about this before, and I want you to really go into detail and explain about why learning to drive a stick is so important. Well, in a grid down, and I'm talking a total grid down SHTF situation, I'm not talking about snow, I'm not talking about weather-related issues, I'm talking about when we lose the rule of law, and it's all about surviving, we may need transportation. And transportation is going to be at an all-time demand if vehicles are operating. And your odds of getting away from danger into a safer location might depend on you having access to a vehicle. According to U.S. News and World Report, the number of United States drivers that can drive a stick in some states is as low as just 18%. And many millennials may have never even seen a stick shift. So if you want to increase your odds of being able to find some kind of transportation when you need it, learn to drive a stick shift. There are people who can't drive a stick shift and they'll bypass those vehicles or those trucks or tractors and leave them available for you. This means if you have a stick shift vehicle as your bug out vehicle, there will be a great number of people who won't steal it simply because they don't know how to drive it. And I've heard of people that were purchasing vehicles and they would walk the lot and they were finding that They could get a better deal on a stick shift vehicle because they didn't sell as well because not as many people could drive them. When I grew up, you learned to drive a stick shift. Daddy had one. We drove them in the hay field. Everything revolved around stick shift. The old three on the tree, four in the floor. I don't know what you do with these five-speed, six-speed. I don't know what you call them, but... It's something, it's a good prepper skill to have. It's just a good skill to have anyway. What would happen if we were out driving and something happened to one of us? The other would need to know how to drive that stick shift if that's what we were in. Your thoughts? I think that's fantastic. And I'm just sitting here realizing that I don't know how to drive the stick shift. So I'm going to need to learn how to do that. Well, I know where there's one we can borrow and get you out in the parking lot one afternoon and Take us about 20 minutes to get you used to it. I bet it'll take more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm a pretty quick study. Okay, that brings us to easy prepper tip number five. Earlier in other podcasts, we've talked about storing your computer files on thumb drives, flash drives. You need to also email copies of your important documents to yourself or store them on the cloud. 
Why do I say this? Because if your home is destroyed, God forbid, due to fire, flood, or storm, whatever, you can quickly access important account numbers if you use a friend's computer, maybe a computer at work, or possibly free access from the library. It needs to be an email account that you can access from an internet browser and not one that is very complicated to get to. Well, that's like my work email. There's no place that I can just sit down and type in a place because it's on a protected server and there are firewalls and all of that. And it's easy to access through my devices. But if I sit down at someone else's computer, I have no idea how I'd be able to get to my work email address. Exactly. So this is why we say you just need to make sure that it's just your regular email address for yourself and email copies. Well, I have a couple of free accounts from places, and I think you do as well. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I can sit down and just type in that Gmail, Yahoo, Ymail, any of those, and Mm -hmm. be able to log into that account. So that's a good place to be able to email those to yourself. I would even create a file for those documents and title it any way you want to so that, you know, under times of stress or pressure, you'd be able to go into your email account and look over there on the margin and see the different file folders. And you can access your important documents that way. Just a good way to find them if you're away from home and need some of those and don't have that thumb drive with you could come in very handy for you. We hope you've enjoyed these five tips tonight. Chris, anything else you want to add? I think that about covers it. I like those five prep tips. I've learned something tonight. What'd you learn tonight? Five easy prepper tips. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. We would appreciate it if you would consider supporting our podcast by buying us a cup of coffee. You can do that by going to www.buymeacoffee.com slash practical prep. Thank you for listening to the podcast today, and please leave us a five-star review. That helps more people be able to hear this podcast. Share it with your friends and family. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping, email at info at practicalprepping.info, and our website is practicalprepping.info. And as always, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.